Hello and welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. I hope Santa's coming because it's a Christmas bonanza in the next couple of weeks. Um, on the phone we have Lewis. Are we alright Lewis? Yeah Jim, how are you mate? Merry Christmas. Cracking, Merry Christmas to you too. Both incredibly busy so we've got Lewis on the phone because we weren't going to have any episode out. Uh, if he, because he couldn't commit to come in, so I said I'd jump in his presenter's chair and we'll fire away. There's there's loads of racing to go over Christmas. Um, are you planning to go and go into any Lewis? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a I'm a busy man. I, say I, I work I work for a football club pretty much full time now, and it's a it's a it's kind of the opposite when it gets to Christmas, isn't it? Uh, yeah. when, when when you're involved in sport, it gets busier rather than quieter. So I'm a I'm, I'm pretty much tied up in that, and I thought I thought we lost in translation running really, the King George as well. It were only right that uh, we let you you take the reins <laughs> to be able to talk about your son. I, I, I hope I'm not taking the reins on Boxing Day because I might put up about 15 stone overweight. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you off to Stockport uh, on Boxing Day? I am. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be at Stockport and. Uh, Chesterfield on Saturday. Lovely. Stockport at home on New Year's Day, and then I'm down to Barnet on the Saturday after that. So yeah, it's a busy time of year. Busy, busy, and we might as well kick off with the first lot of racing. So we'll kick off proceedings with tomorrow's action. We're recording this on Friday the 20th of December and there's a lovely Ascot card uh, to show for. Um, there's an inspection currently going on for the, today's racing at Ascot. But we'll start off with the Marsh Hurdle, registered as the Long Walk Hurdle. Uh, Paisley Park is obviously the star going in this field, looking to win the race that he won last year. Um He's one to four, and then to be fair, he's next in the betting at twelve to one. Lamy Surge at fourteens with the World's End. Papagana and Agrippa are twenty to one. Bar those, Paisley Park wins, doesn't he, Lewis? Uh, yeah, he should do. It, I mean, not he should do. He will do. He's, he's four to one, and I'm looking at that's that's probably the correct price, isn't he? Although, arguably the most, I think the most interesting rival in this division is here. Yeah, go on. Which is Lamy Serge. Yeah. yeah. Who, who is a proper, proper grade one horse when he wants to bet. I know he's not been the most uh, straightforward of, of animals. I, f- I think early last season I was fairly keen on him. Mm-hmm. As a, when, when the Steers Hurdle, I mean, look, before Paisley Park, you know, uh, made it obvious that he was a dominant force in this division and it looked a bit open. Lamy Serge was kind of the one I, I was thinking might be the leader of the pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, not seen him for for 18 months uh, since he was midfield down at Altoy after he won won the Grade One at Aintree. But I, I just think it's I just think it's a bit interesting that Paisley Park has a, has a new rival and a rival who on his day is capable at this level. That being said. Paisley wins, don't they? Yeah, well, he was very. I thought his performance last time beating Thistlecrack was very, very good. Um, I've been a massive fan of him since his novice hurdle days. Um, he's he's brought a lot of joy to my life, Paisley Park, and I'm I'm hoping he can continue bringing all these wins. I I made this bold statement to one of my mates the other day. I said Paisley Park will never ever get beaten over a three mile hurdle on. Uh, 
if he stays on his feet. Yeah, you, you, I mean, it's that, that that's a nice thing to say if everything has a smooth run, yeah. isn't it? The sport's not quite that simple. I'm, but, I'm, I'm going to stick by it because I, I think he's he's that good. Um, if he stays on his feet, he will win every single race. He's arguably... This season is his season to put his mark on the fact that he is a top three-mile hurdler and... There's no need to go. All, all the novices have gone running scared this season. They've all gone novice chasing. None of them want to face Paisley because they know even Sam Spinner's running scared. He's going to go for the... He went chasing instead of staying over hurdles. So, yeah, Paisley's some, some horse and his performance last time was arguably a, a personal best. And hopefully he can continue run and forecast him up. Paisley Park, Lammy Surge for you, Lewis. Uh... No, because Lamy Serge is hard horse to predict. The World's End is probably the one who I, I, who I think is likely to follow Paisley Park home. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm honest, uh, well, you know, I mean, I, 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 I think if Paisley Park gets beat, the very slim chance that it does, it'll be by Lamy Serge. But would I back the forecast? Nah. Now, can I just throw a horse in this who will absolutely relish these conditions and has been off the boil for quite a long time now? Agripar. Now, he wants bottomless ground. Davy Russell booked a board for Nick Williams. He's a horse a couple of three, two or three seasons ago they had really high aspirations with. And, he won the cleave, and, didn't he? And he won the cleave, and that was why. But he's disappointed multiple times since. At 28-1, to 1, I think, at this moment in time... Heavy ground, it's going to be absolutely bottomless. This race could suit him, if I'm being honest. Could get his own way out in front and absolutely batter the field. <laughs> I could not. Uh, batter the rest of the field other than Paisley Park, obviously. Sorry. But, but, yeah, do you know what, mate? There are daft 28 to 1 shots. If, if you wanted to do you know, the forecast of Agripart to be the one to chase him home at that price, uh, you've said sillier things. Yeah, that <laughs> I have said a lot of silly things to be fair. Uh, to be fair, as well, great to see connections having a try at a Grade One. Um, he's been ultra consistent for them, and good luck to him. To be brutally honest, but Paisley wins for certainty. Yeah, yeah, as close as close to one as you get in jump season, really. If he stays up, we'll we'll just briefly touch upon the Tommy Whittle, which is also on Saturday, uh, a Grand National trial, uh, mostly in my opinion. Um, Daclon Dyke heads the field at 11 to 2. Lord de Menil is 8 to 1 with the Hollow Ginge and Vintage Clouds. Calypso Colange uh, is 7 to 1 with. Uh, is also is Sorry, I've had an absolute breakdown here. Calypso Colange is 18s and Cross Park is 10s. All my betting's all messed up in an order. Lewis, do you have anything strong in this? No, dodgy race, don't like it. Why don't not? Like it. Uh, well, you look at the betting, Daklund Dyke. Daklund Dyke's favourite. I think Vintage he... Clouds' his second favourite. He's a, he's a Haydock specialist, is Daklund Dyke. Oh, yeah, and I backed him for the National last season uh, at the entry stage. Uh, and and, and, and he, likes, he likes his sort of ground. But dodgy horse. Dodgy yeah. horse. Yeah. Not one you can trust. And the second favourite is another horse who... Look, pe- pe- people, you know, people who know regularly that... I am not a fan of Vintage Clouds. He's not a horse I have 
particularly much time for. Uh, he's, he's the sort of horse I usually like, never taken to him though. Uh, and he, he, he's, not been, he's not been great either occasion this season, and he's second fav. Uh, the hollow ginge might be the one. Young, youngster, progressive. Yeah, uh, he, he, he's my idea of the winner. Um, first, sorry, Lou, I'll let you speak. No, go on, yeah, I'll just say, if, if this is first running an open handicap, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'd, probably, he'd probably be the one. He ran all right in that graduation chase over C&D yeah. last, last month. But it's not a race I'm particularly enthusiastic about in terms of this being a Grand National trial. Well, there's... Uh, there's eight to uh-huh. eight to one still around for him, and I, I think that's a decent price. You've made quite a decent case for him, if I'm being honest. He's a six-year-old. He's progressing. I think eight to one, decent each way value. If you, there's there's nine nine runners entered, you're going to get three places. Daclon Dyke won this race last year. Um, David Pipe's horses have been going pretty well this season. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, look, you, I, I don't understand why you. Abuse me every time I put a David Pipe on. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why either, because he's had, he went off the boil for a couple of seasons, if I'm being honest, and then he's come back now uh, with Caroline Tisdale's horses, and they've been flying, and he's got he's got a nice handful to go to the season with, hasn't it? Uh, to go to Cheltenham with. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do. Look, this is, this is a sort of race, like I say, anything that could be reasonably construed as a Grand National trial. Other sort of races, I tend to, you know, have a, uh, have the biggest eye on. That that doesn't that's not really a phrase, is it? But you know what I mean. <laughs> I get uh, it. Uh, but this one is the Grand National winner in this. No. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, could I ask you that before we move on? Because the Welsh National we'll be talking about in a bit as well. Do Do you have an idea who wins the National this season? Who wins the Grand National? Yeah, because we've not we spend a lot of time talking about Cheltenham, and obviously for me, you know, I I I I love Cheltenham. It's my favourite week of the year, but my favourite day of the year is Grand National Day, and we've we've not really spoke about it yet. Who 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 we think wins the national? Not not even between ourselves, really, have we? No, I mean last year you said Manella Rocco, so that was quite funny. <laughs> That's what one of the most stupid things I've ever said, and we can add that one to the list. Um... <laughs> Um, at this moment in time, and this you might think I am ridiculous, but I'd be willing to give Darash a counter a go. Would you? I'd target him at that. I think he stays. I think uh, Darash a counter and Burroughs Saint, they'd be me too. Um, Darash a counter has got the class, we know that. He's, he, he won the Labrooks Trophy. Um, it just depends what the, the. With the Gold Cup been so competitive this year you'd think yes. that Darash counter would go for the National rather than the Gold Cup if I was being honest is, is, uh, Emma Lavelle said on Look on Sunday it's more likely or not that he has an entry in the National yeah um, they were saying that he's, he was too immature for Cheltenham last year well <laughs> Cheltenham isn't for everyone we look at surname he, he, he probably won't go to Cheltenham Um I'd be interesting to see what they do with Darash counter. Thirty-three to one at this moment in time would be where I'd be going. Obviously, we'll all support Tiger Roll no matter what. But yeah. Burrow, Saint, and Darash counter would be my two at this moment in time. Do you have any other 
like long long distance views on the National Lewis? Uh, no, do you know what? Because I, I, I guess I guess the ones that uh, at the top of the at the top of the betting are are, are pretty much the right ones. You know, obviously yeah. Tiger is a pretty short price favourite. Well, he's fifteen to, fifteen to two in places. That, yeah, that, that that's that's for the. I mean, that's what how far away from the Nash are we? April, so yeah, four four, four months. months. Uh, it's uh, in fact, I'm just having a look at the betting now. Miss Parfar's retired. Exactly, uh, so I've, I've just seen that. At thirty-three to one, don't back Callie Mad. He's out injured at thirty-three to one. Yeah, I, I mean, in fact, the, the one who's caught my eye most this season. Is one for Arthur. Yeah. One for Arthur. How he how he ran in the beacher. Yeah. Was so reminiscent of the year he won it, and I think I think everything to me suggests he retains at least ninety percent of his ability. Yeah. From from uh, the time he's there, and he's a, he's the best price forty to one. If, if I was to have a couple of quid each way, there's a proper handful of forty to one shots in this. Um, the markets just seem to chuck chuck them all in at forties and fifties. Give me a coppers in there at forties. There's, there's, he's never a horse that's captured your imagination. <laughs> no, I, 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 I like giving me a cup. But in fact, the, the, the one at a big price, the one at a big price, who, if you were to give me a, a long shot for the national at this at this stage, and I don't actually know why he's sixty sixes. Maybe something. Maybe I've missed something. Uh, maybe he's injured and I wasn't aware. But Kaiser Black shouldn't be sixty six. <laughs> yeah, should I was just looking at exactly the same horse. <laughs> I think he's a cracking price. That that, that 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 could be the one. I don't know. We've not seen him since for a long time, have we? But no. But uh, if if he's all right, he, he might be one of the ones. And at sixty six, Blue Flight's quite a nice type. Yeah. I'd, I'd have him shorter in the bet in the sixty sixes. I've managed to completely derail derail this onto Grand National mode. <laughs> my my absolute running order's just gone out the window, and we've ended up talking about the Grand National. <laughs> that's the risk you take when you run a podcast with me. <laughs> so we'll move on to the biggest race of this Christmas period, which is the King George, which sees surname line up as favourite at fifteen to eight. The son of James Watson lost in translation at two to one. <laughs> Planned his oboe at nine to two. Footpad at tens. Thistle crack at sixteens. Bristol to my thirty threes. Forty to one bar. Um, Lewis, we'll start with surname. Deserves his place at the top of market ahead of Lost in Translation or not? Uh, yes, fractionally. Yeah, I'd say he's the right favourite based off what he did last time. Uh, he should have less. I don't think there are as many question marks about him maybe as other people might do as well. I have no problem with him getting the trip. Uh, although you say that, we say that. It does. It takes staying, doesn't it? It worries you me. Know, it's, it, it's, it's almost a bit of a fallacy, that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Would, would you have said Vitor was outstayed? Maybe not outstayed, yeah. but yeah. maybe well, yeah. he was a slightly stronger stayer. Yeah, in, you the, know, in the dying strides, wasn't it? Masterminded was very capable at two and a half levels and did two and a half miles and didn't stay in the King George back in the day when we were both, you know youngsters uh, look it's not a, I, don't, I don't really know why I'm making out like it's 
a huge concern for me because it's not. But I'd, 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 I am, I'm, you, you've taught me around, mate. I am, I am now fully on the lost in translation bandwagon, <laughs> and I think, I think this race really suits him. It was, I say, I, I was like, I was like you. We, we both backed him after he won the mild May last season, didn't we, for the Gold Cup? Yep. This year. Uh, and it, it's just the blend of speed and, and stamina that I think is ridiculously rare in a horse. Yeah. Surname's, surname's relentless, but I think Lost in Translation's gears are where he could win this. I I think he could... I think I don't think he'd have a problem travelling in surname slipstream. No, I don't. But I, I think they'll ride Lost in Translation very similar to last time because that showed him in his strongest light, didn't he? Riding him at the back... Nice and quiet. Robbie Power let him go through the motions. His jumping kept him in the race. Because um, he was... I kept saying he was three or four lengths away, but he was a good ten lengths away, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I think Lost in Translation will absolutely walk all over this field. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm sick of banging his drum, and I know people will be sick of listening to me talk about how much I love him. But he's just such a boy, isn't he? He's, he just carries on galloping. Um, if he jumps the last two a bit better, this that, that's my only worry. If he hits the front two soon, like he did uh, in the Betfair chase, um, he, he can't make these errors uh, in the biggest sort of race, like the King George. Um, if surname's jumping perfectly out in front and you've just clouted the second, it's not, it's not going to be good enough, is it? Um, so hopefully he's jumping, he'll... More than likely improved from that run. He's had a good break, and I think two to one is absolutely outstanding value at this moment in time for what what could be only a five runner race. Could you see five six runners? Well, we run through it. Altior isn't. Altior's not going. Clandizobo he will line up at nine to two. Um, f- now foot footpad at ten to one. Do you not think footpad at ten to one is a decent each way price? Uh, bit scum. Not, not at this stage because, like you said, it's one way the field. Well, you're gonna take you're gonna take th- three places for possibly five runners at ten to one. I think that's a, a, a good bet. I think Footpad, very impressive on his debut. He went in the wilderness last season. He was an absolute <laughs> sparkling novice chaser, um, and I, 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 he's one that I'm. I'm probably more worried about Footpad than Clandy Zobo. No, I'm not. No? Like we say, mate, being there, done it for me in the book, sometimes we don't give as much appreciation to that as we do to the idea of potential. Yeah, well, uh, well, Clandy Zobo, last season's Gold Cup, I thought that was a very, very strong piece of form, but I could pick holes at that all day long. He ran well. He ran well in the Gold Cup. He did, he did, and he won the Denman well as well, so... Yeah, it, 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 Clandy Zobo's an interesting horse. It'll be interesting to see who Harry Cobden rides. Because if you were Harry Cobden, you'd have to ride surname, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, you would. You would. He is the horse that is the highest in highest rating-wise and has the biggest reputation and has just beaten, arguably, one of the best horses of our generation in Altior. You'd have to ride surname. Of course you would. And I, I guess that's... Look, it's a sexy, the sexy one, isn't it? A lost in translation and surname are probably 
the two sexiest horses around that you know around in this country at the minute. Uh, you, you, you get the feeling that Cobden would would regret if if surname bolted up yeah. and put in you know a performance of a generation, and he was on Clandes. In fact, he won't ride Clandes, surely. So who does ride Clandes over? Oh, it depends who's available. Well, Ryder. There's been rumours that the Bowen brothers have been queuing up to ride either of them, because surname, surname was ridden by Sean Bowen as a juvenile, well, as a novice hurdler and novice chaser. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Bowens have ridden for Nichols um, before, haven't they? Uh, yeah. I, I, in, in, especially in the Grand National, I'm, I'm sure uh, they've... Uh, Either James or Sean has ridden a Nichols. Sean, I think. Sean normally rides. He, he was apprentice with Nichols. Yeah, right, that'll be that. So, yeah, I, I, I could see Clandy Zobo being picked up by Son Twist and Davis. I think Twist and, Dav- Twist and Davis, he may, he may have lost the number one job, but I still think he could do the job for them. Them they've used, They used him last year with Politolo. Um So... Yeah, a really, really interesting race. Thistle crack at sixteen to one. Um, interesting that they've gone for the King George in what is a hot renewal instead of going for um, tomorrow's Marsh Hurdle. Do you agree? Uh, no, it's a decision I'd have made as well. Yeah, it's a decision I'd have made. Do you think it's uh, so? So it's the correct one then, in your opinion? It was second in it last year, to, and, and to me, that's. Solid enough for him. It's a race he's already won. Look, he he, he ain't going to win this, is he? Yeah. Do you think Bristol the mile line up here? No. La Bagawa? Uh, she definitely isn't, is she? That's why they ran around the Peterborough. Min? No. Real Steel? Doubt it. There's opportunities in Ireland, isn't there? Mike Bite? No. Defi Desai? No. Duke de Genevra? I don't care. It, it's I, I can see this field being surname lost in translation, Clandy Zobo, footpad and thistle crack. I could see just five runners going to post. Yeah, it's lucky. I, 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 I think it might cut up. I think it might cut up. Uh, but that being said, does, does the size of the field really matter apart from you trying to do your scumbaggy anti-post these ways? Because are we narrowing it down to a three-horse race and you might even have it as a two? Yeah, I, I have it as a two-horse race. I, I think Clandy Zobo, as much as he did last season, he won the King George very, very well. Uh, I, I agree with you. He ran better than I was expecting in the Gold Cup last season. He, st- he didn't quite stay out the distance. He, he travelled supremely well in this race last year. And maybe the bigger field helped him last year. be interesting to see if this smaller field would make a difference to him. Um, I don't think it would, but... I think surname versus Clandy's or uh, surname versus Lost in Translation um, is going to be one of the jewels of the century uh, as we close out this decade. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't wait for it. I, can, I could either be in tears on Boxing Day or be absolutely over the moon. <laughs> no, you know what, mate? I, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you. I hope he wins it. Uh, I think he wins it. This is his biggest test, and this is look. Like, like I said after he won the Betfair, I felt this is 
almost a tougher test than the Gold Cup. Yeah. For lost in translation, in terms of the the quality of the horses who are better suited by this, I feel are. I would be more confident of Lost in Translation being able to beat Santini around Cheltenham yeah. than I would be of him being able to beat Surname and Clandis Obo around Kempton. Uh, Do you, just just one I'm last point on Lost in Translation. Um, going right-handed, does that worry you? He's only ever run twice. He's he, he, Sandown and Carlisle, and he doesn't jump out to his right. But all the other times being left-handed, going right-handed again in the King George for the third time, do you think that'll be an issue? No, not 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 for me. It's it, it's it's one of them where you, you can pick and choose which statistics you find useful and read anything into. Um, he did fractionally jump out to his left uh, down the back straight at Sandown in the Silly Isles. Uh, I, I watched that again this morning, but it wasn't enough for me to think. It's enough to hold him back massively. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as as that, you know. Altior jumped markedly out to his left in the Clarence House <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. last season, and he went off three to one on to beat Surname. Lost in translation was only about a tenth, you know, yeah. of, of you know of doing that. It was nowhere near. Uh, it, it might just be a coincidence. And look, these horses. It gets to the point where, you know, Nichols is on about now, well, if surname wins, if surname wins the King George, then we have to, you know, well, then we might have to go for the Gold Cup. So surely, you know, it might, it's something that people make a bit too much of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm. if, if surname is as reliant as going, uh, going one way round, then he doesn't win the Gold Cup, so you won't try him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's not something, unless you can see an obvious reason why they consistently jump out to that direction uh, or look that way or look the opposite way. But loss in translation doesn't do that. It's not an issue for me. Yeah, fair dues. Um, selection for this race has to be the boy, doesn't it? Loss in translation. Yeah, it is for me. He's mine. I think 2 to one's decent value as well still at this moment in time. Oh, it's a fence race, mate. I don't think I'm going to have a bet in it. Fair dues. Fair dues. Um, there's also grade one action on uh, Boxing Day from Kempton. There is the Corto stand, obviously, is chased. No declarations out for that as of yet. And the Labrooks Christmas hurdle that saw Bouverdare got beaten that last year. No runners in that either. So we can't talk you through them races, but two nice grade ones to add to the card. Any thoughts on the Cotto Star that you think who might run in it, Lewis? Uh, I did see something the other day about someone who was being lined up for it. Don't I can't remember off the top of my head. The Chris Miller Sirdle might end up being an all right enough race. I know uh, Fusel Raffles is planning to go there. Yeah. Etherton, Getaway Trump. Uh, that the champion hurdle picture might be a little bit clearer after that. It should be a little bit clearer. Yeah. Uh, I wrote another preview for uh, what are the odds the other day on the champion hurdle picture at the minute, and I felt like well, honeysuckles are one we're with, but at the at the prices at the minute, Fusel Raffles being as big as twelve looks like it could be the bet at this stage in yeah. terms of 
he's the one with the most potential to shorten. Yeah, yeah. He, he wins this, he could end up being, you know, a classical dream flops. Do you know, it's, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Fusel Raffles goes off favourite for the champion Earl. Yeah, it's, it's not out of the realm, yeah. Very, very good point. Um, he's and he's as big as 12 to 1, so that, that, that'd be the, you know, that'd be my, look, he's not a horse. I... I'm mega infused about. I think people were too harsh on him after his win Canton run. Yeah, he was only about seventy uh, percent fit, wasn't he? And he was pushed out. He was pushed out in the betting. Yeah. Uh, and what that's made him is a attractive enough price. Uh, and look, I said he's the one with the potential to shorten. It's an, to say every Grade One hurdle this season has been quite bad. This one might actually be all right. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with what you're saying. Um, we all say that though, Jim, and like Mahayed will win it. <laughs> Don't be disrespectful to him. Um, we all love Mahayed. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Fuso Raffles is a horse that I've, I've talked a lot about on this podcast. I tipped him up at the beginning of the season uh, for the champion hurdle. I was slightly disappointed with his reappearance, but finding out he, he wasn't fully fit and they just wanted to run him, um, he jumps well enough. I think I think that that's an interesting angle. And getaway Trump, we haven't really talked about him much over hurdles uh, on here. What do you think about keeping him over hurdles instead of going novice chasing, Lewis? Makes sense. Horse has a lot to prove for me at this back at this stage. You know, he's 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 he finished last season the second highest rated novice hurdler, didn't he? Yeah. He was beaten at Kelso in March. He was fourth in the Betfair hurdle in February, he then won a, won a class three at air, and then obviously hacked up off, off top weight. Uh, sand out. you look at that overall body of form, mate, it's baffling that he finished the season as the second highest rated novice hurdle. He, he, he was, in my opinion, and he's a horse I like, but overrated. Yeah, yeah. Overrated, and he's, he's, he didn't, he looked physically like an actual chaser. Hasn't run like an actual chaser mm-hmm. in two attempts. Retained his novice status, so it makes sense for him to come back over hurdles. Mm-hmm. But even then, his hurdles form, to me, isn't that of an open grade one horse. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. might, you might, you look, it might not take an open grade one horse, you know, a usual one. You know, we've already seen with Cornerstone last. <laughs> you know, but. It might, you know, it's, 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 he's, I find it hard to get particularly infused about getaway Trump at the minute. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's progressed through handicaps, hasn't he? Um, and that hasn't, that, that normally gives you where about a standing of where he is. He, he could be a silver streak, or he could absolutely dominate his division. Um, we don't really know about him enough at top graded level. Um, I think. He's a horse I'd like to just keep my eye out for him on Boxing Day. I think he could run a massive race, but he could get he could fall out the back of the telly. Yeah, what would it be for me at this moment in time? Would it be for me? Just and I just mentioned as well, and I'm not sure what price he is to the champion hurdle. I don't actually have it up. I've got it. Uh, everyone saying after Saturday, the international hurdle. Oh, it was a it was a woeful race. Call me Lord won't win it. Sixteen to one. 
16 to 1, call me Lord for the champion hurdle. I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah? I wouldn't rule that out. Nicky Henderson's got a right handful of runners in the champion hurdle for this season, hasn't he? Pentland Hill, Fuso Raffles, Epitant, call me Lord. They're a solid four, aren't they? Yeah. So, hey, lots of people liked what Pentland Dills did on Saturday. So did I. I. I did. I didn't. Did you not? Why? Reminded me of Sam Crow last year. Yeah. Don't like horses who go out with go out like a light. Mm. Go out like go out like a light. And honestly, I, I I tend not to listen to the final furlong podcast until I've recorded this. Yeah. So so that the things I say I know are coming off my own head. Right. Uh, but I, I did listen to it yesterday because we're recording this on Friday, uh, and yeah, Kevin Emmett said a very similar thing about the, the, they were expecting expecting a a physical issue to come to light, and that was what and that was my thought as well. You know, rewatching the race, I, I was half expecting them to say, right, Petland Hills, we might not see him again for another month or two. I don't, and even without that. I don't like horses who fold that tamely. Right. I won't be as down on his performance. He was far too keen, I thought. Um, and I think he'll improve for that run. I, I won't rule him out. I think 8-1 to one, still decent value. I've, I think there's a handful of their, them in the champion hurdle that are decent each way value. Pentland Hills, Fuso Raffles, as we talked about uh, before. And, of course, we're all about the Honeysuckle Express. So, yeah, I think that, that, that looks like it could be a really... Puzzling race, but a competitive one. Um, well, 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 while we're on this, Jim, do, do, do we want to uh, do we want to talk about the uh, Irish Grade One? Yeah, the Easter Brack Hurdle. The uh, it's really called the Matheson Hurdle now. It's sponsored, isn't it? Yeah, we can do. Uh, just whilst we're in the same division. Mathis. Have I thrown you off? Yeah, I'm all at sea. I've got to find all my tabs now. Um, So I guess these these two races pretty much. Uh, no, we're here. So yeah, the Matheson Hurdle, Classical Dream eleven to eight, Corsa Bleem seven to two, Charger fives, Honeysuckle is in there, just being back now, shorter than Charger nine to two, Durasso into eleven to two, uh, Super Sunday tens, Apples Jade fourteens, Petty Mouchoir twenties, and Aramon twenty five to one, and Bar a few more. Classical Dream got stunned last time by uh, Saldier's stable companion. Um, I th- I th- didn't think he was right that day, Classical Dream. I'm pretty sure he'll back himself back up here. 11 to 8 is a decent enough price at this moment in time. Do you agree? Yeah, I think he wins this. Yeah, Corsa Bloom was very, very impressive um, last time out. But in a proper race with Classical Dream, Charger will more than likely turn up. He was outstanding last year. He went from gear to gear um, I, I think the, the the front three it'll be interesting to see how Corsa Bleem competes against the front three Gordon Elliott says he works very well but as we know horses that work well don't always produce on the track um, I, I think Charger 5-1 to one, scumbaggy price once again Mr Scumbag himself is telling you that 5-1 to one each way is a good bet uh, he wasn't ready last time out with quite clearly so he, he backed out fairly tamely so classical dream he's 3-1 to one for the champion hurdle would you see his price shortening uh, after he wins or runs very well in the Matheson uh, if he wins 
it will do, maybe not significantly, but you might get it. Look, the, the bookies will take an excuse to shave a little bit off, won't they? Yeah, they will. Uh, I wouldn't currently back him up three to one for the champion hurdle. I do think he wins this stuff. Uh, just his jumping, mate. He, 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 you know, again rewatching the Morgiana, and he wasn't beating a mile. He wasn't beating a mile, but it was. It was a. It wasn't the technique of a champion hurdler, mm-hmm. which is strange. Cause he was. I, I quite like the way he jumped last season. Yeah. And you can put things like you know, travelling well and not quite, and not quite, uh, maintaining a finishing effort and that sort of thing down to it being first run. Jumping though, you know what I mean? Is is, is would, would would that come under that remit? I don't. Think so. Mm-hmm. As I, I, he brushes up on that, he should win this. Even even probably with his third, he should win this. A lot of people like Corsableem, and he was very 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 good at Down Royal. Uh, just not quite sure, you know how how much that form's worth. The second in the Triumph Hurdle should be doing that to the horse who was second in the Fred Winter. Yeah. Yeah, it and should it was, be. It, it was short of what, from like 50s down to 16th in the champion hurdle off the back of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's, a horse, he's a horse I like. N- n- not a proper grade one animal in my eyes yet, but... Yeah, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard race for me to find an interesting angle in, really. Without looking at the favourite. Yeah, and even then, it wouldn't be a... Look, the, the, the favourite's a likely winner. But he's too short a price for me to back. Yeah. And uh, there's there's nothing at a bigger price that's particularly catching my eye. Mhm. Yeah, I'm I'm exactly the same. I'd probably chuck classical dream on you, uh, doubles and trebles and uh, fourfolds to just try and bump him up a bit because I, I I do think he should be winning this sort of race. Uh, Honeysuckle's apparently not going anywhere over Christmas. Um. Classical Dream should have should have enough to beat Corsa Bleem and uh, Charger, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, I think I think Classical Dream is a decent eleven to eight to put in an accumulator or in some things like that. But we'll just move back to Kempton, Lewis. I've just done a bit of research on the Corto Star. The three horses that you might have believed that are turning up: Master Tommy Tucker. Yes, that was one. Um, he's stepping up to three mile. I, I today have backed him for the JLT, so that that's looking good. Uh, uh, Black Op Right And Jarvie's Plate They're, they're the three that I've, that I've found That will be heading to the Corto Star Out of them three, would you say Master Tommy Tucker? He'd be the one for me out of them well, Black, Up is a, Black Up is a formidable rival And I'm not sure whether In saying Master Tommy Tucker Again, I am looking into I am falling for the Potential over proven form thing But he was he was good last time at Kempton, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, Black Op is good. He's taken good horses to beat him, and even though we were uh, we slated him a bit last season, uh, maybe he didn't quite live up to expectations, and he ended up back over hurdles. Yeah. Retrospectively, he didn't run badly in the dipper. No, he didn't. And he's a better jumper now than he was last year. Mhm. Uh. Interesting one, that mate. Interesting one. I'm 
it's not one I'm quite willing to call at this stage without prices or ground or anything. It might even be that, look, I'd probably leave it alone on the day as well. Uh, but they're yeah, three it, nice, it, they're three nice novice chasers in in a decent enough race, but they're not world beaters. But they're three nice novice chasers. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I think Jarvis Laplace a level below the other two. So. Do you think? Yeah, I do. Fair, fair dues, fair dues. Um, we'll we'll skip back over to Ireland once again, um, and on Boxing Day as well as the King George. Uh, it's the Frank Ward Memorial Hurdle, which is Benny Dejure's return for this season. Uh, she heads the market eleven to ten. Bacardi's four to one. Apples Jade nine to two. Penhill nines. The World's End twelves. With you know what I mean, Harry and sixteen to one bar. Well, it seems they're running Penhill a bit more this season, doesn't it? Yeah, but they, they, they were, but they're not planning on running him uh, before Cheltenham as well last season. He just got injured again. Yeah, I think they might have. This should be, I mean, in my eyes, this should be a Benedictine benefit. Yeah. It, you know, pe- people who follow me on tour, we've not really spoken much about her on the pod because no. she doesn't run very often. No. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been solidly banging the drum. This is one of the best two hurdlers in Britain and Ireland. Yeah? Certainly top three. Yeah. And, look, bearing in mind that Paisley Park wins the stayers, this is why I want Honeysuckle to run in the champion hurdle. Mm-hmm. Because she, I think she is less likely to beat Benny de Dieu than she is to beat anything she'd face in the champion hurdle. Mm-hmm. She was unbelievable at Artois last year. She was. And would she still be unbeaten for Willie had she stood up? Yeah, she would have, most definitely. She'd have, she'd have beaten Roxana, easy. Oh, that, that, that's what I mean, but like, I, I don't actually have a form-up now, I'm saying that the top oh. of my head. I, should, but I don't think she has been beaten when standing up from, from Mullins, has she? I don't know off the top of my head, I'll have to find out. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say I'm 90% confident on that, I could be wrong, I'm sure people will tell me if I am. Uh but this is just, she's, it's, look, I just think barring, even with Paisley Park, mate, actually, if they wanted to run her over three miles, they're not gonna, because why would you? But she'd give... She'd give Paisley she'd Park give a right race. She'd give him a fright, mate. I, I think she'd even beat him. Would, do you? Yeah. Um, I think Benny DeGere has speed, whereas I think Benny DeGere could kill a race with Paisley Park in... With the, with six furlongs to go, I think that's where Benny De could kill. Well, not saying that a bit violently, aren't they? <laughs> they killed Paisley Park. Could stop Paisley Park in his tracks because we know he he hits that flat spot in his races, and we didn't quite see it as much last time. But I think Benny De has got more the more speed to get the. Well, we know she says three miles, but could Paisley Park could struggle to peg her back because she'd still be going so quick that. He couldn't carry on his maintain his gallop. Do you get what I mean? I, I do completely. I, mate, yeah, I've not really I, explained it very well, but no, but I I understand what you come uh, exactly where you're coming from. Look, I I I think she could be the best hurdler around, and I I, I hope people might actually clock onto it this season. I hope she actually goes out and dominates this, and then maybe. Maybe a little bit more of the buzz around her, you know, can build up. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not a four. Look, it's not a Mickey Mouse race. 
Because Card is is a horse who merits his place at Grade One level nowadays. Mm-hmm. Might might not be a superstar for the you know for for the for all ages. I don't think in forty years' time we'll be talking about how class Card was. But in this day and age, he, he, look, he's, he's he's pretty good. Yeah. And nine, you know, without Benedict Year, he'd probably be favourite for this. Well, he would be second at market. I don't know why I'm saying probably. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he beats so. her. Yeah. Um, Apple's Jade's quite clearly just gone off, gone off the boil, hasn't hasn't she? Um, I think nine to two is very short for her. Uh, I, I, you can rule the world's end out of this. You know what I mean, Harry's. It was a good enough performance at Weatherby, but it wasn't sparkling form, wasn't it? He got beat by the world's end. Um, but Denny, did you eleven to ten decent price? Yeah, she wins. Uh, also on Boxing Day is the matchbook betting exchange novices chase. Uh, Sam Crow heads the field at nine to ten. Fahin eleven to four. Lauren a seven to two. Battle over Doyne eights. Carefully s- selected uh, and Fakir Dudery at twelves. Uh, Fourteen to one bar. Sam Crow very very short in the market. Would he? Have, we both said he would have. Well, I think you said he would have won if he just stayed on his feet. But I said Fakir Dudery would have beaten him. Um, he should he should be beating this field, shouldn't he, Sam Crow? Yeah, well, it's one that will narrow down, surely. Willie Mullins has got a handful in here, and Faheen, Lauren are carefully selected. Um, they all won't run against each other, will they? Yeah, exactly. You'd imagine it'll be one one of that brigade. Fakir Duderi's price suggests he's not going. Uh, battle over Doyen, I think it's a boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam Crow wins this, mate. I, I think it's pretty simple. Well, again, it's it, this is a problem, unfortunately, of uh, having to attempt to preview these races so far in advance when ho- these good horses are multiply entered. Uh, this this looks to be Sam Crow's target, though, and even if this was the full field, he'd still probably be for me, so I see no reason yeah, why to... It'd be great to see Sam Crow versus Faheen, wouldn't it? Absolutely great. Um, it's... The the old boy versus the possible superstar. Well, it, would you say Sam Crow's a superstar? I don't know where I stand with Sam Crow. No, I, I retain the faith with him. Well, it, saying I retain the faith makes it sound like I thought he was going to be the champion hurdler because I never did. I would back Boo were there to beat him in the fighting fifth when Sam Crow went went off south. Uh, but what I did what I did think was that Sam Crow's just look like a staying chaser. Yeah. Look like a staying chaser running over two mile hurdles, running in two mile hurdles. And if you thought about it like that, he still acquitted himself fairly well. Maybe not at the level that other people were expecting. I wasn't particularly disappointed by his season last year, especially bearing in mind in uh, the Christmas race that he ran in uh, this uh, last season, that Sharjah one. Mm-hmm. He travelled into the lead. He travelled like the best horse, and then, like like you said, with Pentland Hills, went out like a light, looked like a horse who had a problem. Then, when they found the problem, he's returned and looked like the horse we saw as a novice hurdler. Uh, I, I think he had the measure of Fakir Dudere last time. Wouldn't be a mega confident shout, but look, I think he wins a JLT, so I think he wins this on route. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I agree. Nine to ten. We, we sound like we're just tipping favourites here, really, don't we? But they all do have genuine. But there is chances. it because there's, 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 there's so many races around this time of year that if people want to avoid, they can avoid. Yeah, you you could chuck Benny Dejour, Sam Crow, and Lost in Translation in a nice Boxing Day treble. You could, you could. Uh, I, I I I might just do the double mate of Benny and uh, Sam Crow, but. Oh, you bottle. Absolute bottle. Treble pays 10 to 1. There's worse. There's worse. The double pays 2.8 to 1. So, go big or go home, isn't that right? So, Sam Crow wins. Uh, that's the Irish Boxing Day racing finished. Uh, we'll move on to Friday now. The Paddy's Reward Club chase. Chacon Porsoir heads the field at 4 to 7. Cios Emery at 5s. Uh, Min and waiting patiently in there at SP currently. Hardline tens, footpad twelve with Aplutard at fourteens. Balio Sheen's in in the field as well with simply Ned. Uh, I don't think I don't think Min and waiting patiently are running. No, neither do I. Judging by the fact they're all SP. They're not on uh, pods anymore. Are they not? Um, Chacon Porsoir, seasonal reappearance. Very impressive last season beating Defi de Soy. Possible superstar in the two mile division from what we've seen so far, and probably more most most likely to challenge Altior for the champion chase. Do you think four to seven is far too short for a seasonal reappearance? Exactly my thoughts. Wouldn't back him at that price. Ridiculous. Especially not not up against a horse who I've got a lot of time for in Seal or Seminary. Yeah. Uh, there were reasons to look Shaq on visually was brilliant at uh, Punchestown last season and that was the deepest uh, two mile novice chase of the season but like you say the, well the, the, there are reasons to m- maybe not take the, that form at face value given how you know Defi de Soy had come out had al- had already had a long campaign. Uh, this 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 is where this is where we know what sort of horse we've got. Yeah. Uh, at this stage, look, he's he's uh, probably the likeliest winner. I wouldn't want to be backing him odds on, especially if Seelos Emery's there. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see if he lines up because I don't I don't think Willie Mullins or what I'd put two of his. Best horses against each other. Yeah, that's that. That's the doubt. Uh, oh, they've all got to run somewhere, haven't they? You know, you yeah, can't, you can't imagine another Grade One chase over two miles. Uh, I don't really have loads to add because Shaq and Bosworth is just kind of that. Could could be anything. Yeah, and it's a you know, people have been burnt in the past by taking Punchers Town form. At face value, uh, he he is the likeliest winner. We saw Aplutard step down in trip last time in the four-tree chase at Navan, being beaten by Bally O'Sheen. Uh, we all thought last season two mile four would be ideal for Aplutard. They're running him again over two mile in this race here. Do you think he's of any value at fourteen to one? Nope. Once once further. No. Are you of the really opinion that you think he, he could make up into a three-miler? Absolutely. Uh, 
I did. I did. At the, uh, after he won the Close Brothers, uh, didn't look like he stayed against Delawork mm-hmm. at Punchestown. He's still a young horse. He might end up being a three miler, you know, in two to three years' time. I understand why at this stage they'd go down in trip. I assume his likely festival target would be the Ryanair, though. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't see him winning this. Yeah, fair dues. Uh, on, this, on that same day, we have the Paddy Power Future Champions Novices Hurdle. Which you don't he... mention Simply Ned. <sighs> How can we forget good old Simply Ned? He wins this. Of course he wins this. (laughs) Every year we don't talk about Simply Ned and then he wins it. The roof would absolutely go off, uh, wouldn't it? Yeah. Come on, the Ned. Great to see him still going in. I'm sure he'll put it 100% in and he'll try his hardest. Um, As I was saying, the future champions, novices, Hurdle, Abracadabras, heads the field at 5-6, Blue Sari 9-4, Alexia Danier at 6-1, Easy Work 15-2, Janadil at fifteen to two as well as that, and the Banner King Rebel is best of the rest at eleven to one. Interesting that Jamie Snowden could send him over the over the sea. Interesting. Um, Abracadabras five to six versus Blue Sari. Bit of a match race for you. Yeah, and I'm with the favour again. Yeah. Not sure what I make of Blue Sari. No, neither am I. Very good. Very good in his bumpers. Um, didn't strike me. On debut, as very impressive. Just got the job done, workmanlike, solid. solid. Um, I, th- I think nine to four's short enough at this moment in time. Um, I respect Blue Sorry. I think he's a very, very good horse. But Abracadabras has got the form in the book, hasn't he? I see Blue Sorry as more of a longer-term project. Yeah, yeah. And Abracadabras is a is a quick horse, very much here and now. Yeah. Uh, you will see Blue Sari at his best over further in time. I think Abracadabras is an out-and-out two-miler. Uh, look, at this at this stage, he'd, he'd be the one. It's that champion hurdle form, uh, champion bumper form, isn't it, once again? Coming to the... It was such a strong race, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was very good. I said it at the time as well, so... You did? That's just me looking very uh, smug about myself. <laughs> uh but no, that 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 and the potato race—they're they're the two the two ones from last season's festival that I think were well above average renewals compared to the usual standard. Yeah. Uh, Abracadabras, I've done it there again. We always say his name, but there's no R after the B. Did you did you know that? I have not. Abracadabras. Abracadabras. I think that's how you'd say it then. There isn't, is there? Yeah, I mean, it's I've never noticed. Yeah, so technically it should be abracadabras, but that but that's not really a word. So everyone just goes abracadabras. I mean, that's not a word either, there's, but there's, it's closer to a real word. <laughs> there's, I, I'm trying to count how many letters. Two, four, six, eight, ten. I've got 13 letters. So I mean, I'm not particularly sure what... Your point is there, Paul, but... Uh, well, they would have had enough letters for, a, for an hour, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. That that was my point. <laughs> so I'm I'm now gonna. I've, I've never even noticed that. Does that re- that'll really infuriate you as much as it infuriates me? with like definitely red. Well, no. I I don't think it's us getting it wrong. I don't think it's them spelling it wrong. I think it's everyone just assumes he's called Abracadabras, and not Abracadabras. Yeah, fair which is what his name actually is. Fair dues. Anything get bigger prices in that race that you fancy? 
No. All about the Ab- Abacadabras Express. Although, speaking of people getting your names wrong, did you see on my Instagram story yesterday? No. Where uh, my, fam- my family got a, a Christmas card uh, addressed to uh, Marie, Tommy, Louise and Jamie. Louise? Have you got Louise? a new name? Louise. Not even... Not even, Sometimes I get, like, Lu- sometimes people spell it wrong and put, like, Louie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the, the French way. <laughs> Uh, so this is the first time someone's ever called me Louise. Louise? Uh, so entirely different gender. <laughs> Good effort. And it was from a relative as well, who's mm. met me multiple times. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. Nice to see that. Uh, <laughs> We're not out in them on the, the mind. We're not out in them on the podcast. <laughs> no. Um, we'll move on to the Paddy Power Chase big handicap. Uh, on the Friday, uh, no comment at nine to one heads of the field. Poker party elevens, Fitzhenry fourteens with Killer Miller and Plan of Attack as well. Uh, Augusta Gold at sixteens with Class Conti and Manila Times uh, and Tower Bridge. A, a handful of horses at sixteen to one, twenty to one Barisa and, and a, a fair few more. We love a big handicap, don't we, Lewis? Do you have any fancy in this? Uh. I would say the name of the favourite. <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? Oh, no, I, I don't like the horse, but no comment would be a pretty decent uh, strategy to take with this race at, at this stage uh, in general. Uh, if I was to look, it's, it's a mad big handicap. We're tr- uh, trying to pick the winner of it uh, over a week before. Uh, might not be the easiest thing I've ever done. Uh, just a couple of names who are probably worth a mention. Poker Party I backed when he won the Kerry National, was it? At least Stowell. Yeah. Uh, he's a horse I like. Uh, Spiderweb last season also ran well in a one of those regional Irish nationals. And I did make a note that I thought he could make up into an Irish national horse uh, last season. Didn't really work out well for him. Live, Love, Laugh went really well for the Grand National uh, International last year. Jumped really well. Stayed further than I thought he would because I didn't think he even stayed free. Uh, and similar comments apply to Whisper in the Breeze, who went off like a hare in the Irish <laughs> Nash. Uh, before he ended up coming down, did he? I or think. Did he, or, or did he just tire? I can't uh, remember. <laughs> it, it, it's a very, very tough race to assess this far in advance. I've, I've, I've got two. Cool. Go on. Shift is over. Oh my days! <laughs> it's a three mile stain, a three mile plus stain chase. We have to mention Shift is over. Right up his street. Why? Heavy ground. Why not? That's a stupid one out of the way. We, we, we say we, we say you say this is right up his street every single time he runs. <laughs> why does he never win? If this is up his street, why does he always? If Shift is over wins this race, what would you do? Oh, mate, the podcast had finished. (laughs) Christ, Christ, that's it, gone. Um, And my other one, at 20 to 1, is Expatriate. Yeah, fair enough, he's a sensible animal. Um, He was third in the Florida Pearl behind Battle Over Doyen. He's run over two two miles seven uh, at Cheltenham before. I think he should stay. Uh, I think... He's like, I think he's he's been lightly raced, um, and I think twenty to one shows some value. Yeah, that's, that 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 that's more sensible than your other one. Although that being said, 
I can see the case of Chef Desol, Bob. Yeah. Fractionally. I can see the case. I wouldn't back him. I can see why you've said it. But also, it's Chef Desol, Bob. He ran, he he ran over an inadequate trip last time with the masterman, Willie Mullins. He'll work his magic and he'll win every staying chase in Ireland. <laughs> Uh, you, you can't see me shaking my head, Jim, but that was a very much a head shaker one. <laughs> also on that Friday, we will go to Chepstow to see the, well, we're not going to see the Welsh Grand National, but it'll be on our screens. Elegant Escape is 5-1 to one favourite with now McGinty 7s, Chuckers Lodge at 8s, Steely Editions at 12s, Yalarenki at 14s, 20-1 to one Potter's Corner and a handful of horses at bigger prices as well. We'll start with the favourite elegant escape, Lewis. Very, very eye-catching last time out. This won this race last year. Bang up his street. Does he just win this? Uh, I absolutely love him. I love him to bits. Champion uh, boat. Champion boat. Yeah, and this this really is uh, as close to confirming his champion boatship title <laughs> as you can get. If he if he wins this off top weight, mate. If he wins this off top weight, he's so far clear in the champion boat leaderboard. It's unbelievable. Uh, Can you publish this champion boat leaderboard? I could do I don't actually have one at the minute, but I could make one. But we'd have, we'd have to decide which horses were, were involved. Like like we said, Anibal Fly was second over two and a half miles, so is he disqualified? Is Tiger all the boat? Yeah, he's tight. No, because he won over hurdles over two mile four, didn't he? Exactly, but he stays four. He stays four and a half. So you know, I mean, it's a tough. I mean, we'd have to define Bolt as well. At, at the minute, Elegant Escape and Santini are the qualifiers. <laughs> Shift is over. Champion is is the word that disqualifies <laughs> him from that. Oh, you've just put dagger through my heart. So Dalarenki would be involved as well in the champion Bolt shit, but I, I think he's probably a. Uh, Slightly on his way, on his way down now at the minute, isn't it? Uh, but no, I really like Elegant Escape. Uh, everyone knows that. Uh, this race, right place to his strengths, and he was really good. He was really good at Newbury last time. Well, it's a big effort off top weight. He's capable. Uh, it's just going to irritate me if he wins the Grand National. Yeah, yeah. Understand. I backed him for it. I backed him for it. Uh, I backed him for the. Last year's national at thirty-three to one. He's currently twenty-five. Last summer. Yeah. Not last summer. Yeah. The, what year are we in? The summer before. The summer before the national. The summer before last season. Yeah. Right. And, uh, obviously, we're only seven, and he's a Tizard horse, and I know Tizard doesn't particularly run loads in the national, especially not seven-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't win. He didn't win. And if he wins this, everyone knows he's, he's going to be second five. Yeah, it's going to irritate me that I, f- I feel like I spotted it. I spotted a Grand National boat, and I won't have got my price for it. That's just me moaning. Uh, now McGinty as well. He's good. He's another one I'd have in mind as a potential Grand National type. Yeah. Uh, it's quite a strong race this year, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think Elegant Escape. Now McGinty, Truckers Lodge has never really captured my imagination. I'm. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh there. Uh, Yarlowenki's solid enough. Give me a copper. Uh, Ballyoptic, he's, he's entered in this. He's, he's got very strong form. Creeve Hill's been very impressive in his chasing starts this season. I, I think it's a decent enough race. Late view, lad, 25 to 1. 
He was good last season. Yeah, he was. He's, he's one. And at a bigger price, mate, Pobbles Bay. Yeah, yeah. Was quite good over hurdles last time. Uh, won the race, the Durashi Carter won in at Utoxia, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, probably needs to step up quite markedly on that. But they're, like I said, there are horses shorter in the betting than Pobbles Bay that I like less than him. I don't know why I'm going running through a 33 to 1 shot because to be fair I think Elegant Escape and now McGinty just look the likeliest winners yeah yeah I, 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 I sort of agree uh, I think it's between them top two I backed Elegant Escape uh, I doubled and trebled them up with uh, a horse in the next race that we're going to talk about and lost in translation so uh, what, what are you going to title in this episode Jim by the way is it, is it going to be Lewis and Jim tip every favourite at Christmas. It could, it could be. It's up there, isn't it? Um, we've we've nigh on tipped every single one. Will be class lost in translation as a favourite? No, he's second favourite, so we're all right. <laughs> we found a loophole. We, we can get away with that one. Maybe we can say that we haven't tipped every favourite. <laughs> um, so, elegant escape both our selections. Yes. Uh, we'll move on to the Savills Chase, which is on the Saturday, which sees the reappearance of Ken Boy after the absolute syndicate debacle. Uh, he's two to one, uh, presenting Percy seven to two, Road to Respect fives, Delta Works sixes, Alboom Photo nines, Footpad twelves, Bell Hill, Bell's Hill also returns at fourteens, and Monolly is at twenty to one. Ken Boy back in action, very very destructive last season. This he was uh, favourite for the Gold Cup. Uh, early on in the season, does he win this? Oh, I don't know. He wouldn't be my bet. No, he wouldn't be my bet. He look if he wins no one moans. If he wins no one moans, and we've got a proper Grade One horse back, and I guess he's been somewhat of a forgotten horse due to uh, all the fannying around surrounding his connections earlier in the season. I enjoyed the way you said debacle then as well. It De- made me smile. Why? I don't know, it was just... Debacle. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds nice when you say it. <laughs> uh, but, look, ev- ev- again, it's, I, I'm making no secret of the fact that I've, I've, I've retained faith in presenting Percy. Yeah. I, I'm, I've, I've backed him for the Gold Cup, and he was very, very good in the John Durkin. Uh, this race should suit him more. Uh Kenboy's got to be on his game. That's yeah. all I'm saying. He I has. feel like Kenboy's got to be on his game, and we we always kind of ignore the fact that road to respect exists. <laughs> uh, but he's he's very good, mate. He's, he is. He's a very he good is. horse. He won this two years ago, didn't he? He did. He did. You know, already won a Grade One this season. Uh, we kind of think again because he's not. Like we were on about with Bacardi's. Both respect he's better than Bacardi's. Yeah. But uh, he's not really a horse, an all-time great, you'd put it as. But again, you've got to operate to beat him. Yeah, you have. got to operate. Uh, I think everything about this suit's presenting Percy, though. Yeah. You've been a massive fan of him for many seasons now. Uh, You've been banging the drum for him to win the Gold Cup. he was very, very eye-catching in the Savills. Uh, not the Savills. I've lost the plot. Uh, in the John, John Durkin last time behind Min. Um, this will be more up his street. At least they're campaigning him like a proper horse this season rather than 
some little show pony that they have. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think I think presenting Percy is a value at two to one, but uh, at seven to two. But Ken Boy at two to one, he's still interesting me. Uh, he's the other horse that I've trebled up with Elegant Escape and Lost in Translation, Ken Boy. Oh, mate, I can I can completely and utterly see. Is this race as good as the King George? Uh, it's more open, and it's probably deeper. Yeah. But what? But and it probably has a horse definitely as good in Kenboy. It's about what level presenting Percy's is at. Yeah. This could end up being. It might end up being that the best two horses are both running at Kempton, and then the third, fourth, fifth. Actually, no. That's a bit disrespectful to Condes or Bow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just mm. like the next four best are all here. I don't know, mate. It's a good question. It's a good question. I wonder which race you'd consider to be. I know you'll say the King George because you like. But depth-wise, I'd say this Savills Chase is better. It probably is, mate. I'd I'd quite like to see Lost in Translation go to the Savills. Why? I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Would have been interesting. You'd run him every day of the week if you could. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, I'd I'd, lo- I'd just love to watch him run. I'm, I'm being a bit selfish there. But presenting Percy for you, Ken Boy for me. Yeah, I, I assume that's a theme that will uh, will stick to quite quite regularly this season as well. Yeah, more than likely. Um, the Neville's Hotel Novice Chase. We'll just brush on this. Manella Indo's a horse. I'm a massive fan on. He's uh, entered to go here. He's at five to two. Battle over dying three to one. Sam Crow four. Champagne Classic fives. Carefully selective sevens. We've talked about quite a few of these already, but Manella Indo. Back up to three miles. This will be more up his street. He lacked speed against Lauren the last time. Massive fan of him. Five to two's cracking price. Another favourite backer. Um, we might as well just call this the Turf Talk Favourite Backers podcast. Do I've got one. I've got one, mate. Go on. I've got one. I don't know if he's running here, but the one who interests me most at the prices is Ronald Pump. Yeah, yeah, I agree. At ten to one, very, very progressive. Ended last season rated in the high 140s over hurdles after he won at a won at Fairy House, was it? Yeah, on a Irish National Day, at least mid 140s it was. He ended up being a in time forms top novice hurdlers. You know, at the start of their annuals when they have the uh, when when they make like I think it might be top 25. Ronald Pump ended up in that. Yeah. Uh, really, really good as well. On his uh, first start over over fences, that was a fairly deep race as well. Upon was spanked in it, who's come out and won. But there were other horses who were reasonable, reasonably decent: Galvin, Castleborn West, Cap York, Cuneo. Yeah, yeah solid, all, solid. All absolutely brayed by him. Oh, look, last season he wouldn't have been anywhere near Fakir Udri or Sam Crow, but Ronald Pump's a stayer. Mm-hmm. He'll be better off back over this longer trip. Still came home ahead of Borough Saint. Yeah. Which, again, might not mean loads because the two horses who want further. But I won't rule him out at 10s. I won't rule him out. And, again, if you, you get the feeling that... He, I, I just think he, there's, there's nothing in here I particularly see, barring Manella Rindo, who jumped fine. fine and even then, I would out, say Manella, Manella Rindo jumped... 
well. I won't say it was magnificent. It, it was fine, mate. It, it for, was for a debut. Good. Yeah. For a debut, it, you, you, you wouldn't have been bothered by it. No, I agree. But I look at Battle Over Dying, who I think he's slow. Champagne Classic, who might not be as slow as he first looked, but, you know, doesn't have pace to burn. Carefully selected, he's slow and is quite awkward over his fences. Ronald Pump just seems quite solid, and at 10 to 1, if, if they come in here with him, he could be my pick in this mm. at the prices. Yeah, interesting tip. We might as well put him as your main tip because 10 to, one, 10 to 1 is the biggest price that we've probably tipped between us if you added them all up together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manila Indoor for me, I'm sorry. He's going to win the RSA, he's going to beat Champ. Um, crush everyone's dreams and I can't, I can't wait to see Manila Indoor run again and last but certainly not least because we probably won't be in in early January on Sunday the 5th of January it is the Lawlers of Nace Novices Hurdle Grade 1 Envoy Allen has been selected to go for this race he heads the market at 1-2 to two. Fury Road 5-1 to one. Longhouse Poet at 6s and a handful of horses at bigger prices uh Classy horses who probably also run over Christmas and we've talked about already. But just to touch on Envoy Allen, Lewis, to finish off, he should win these this race, shouldn't he? Uh, I think he wins. I think this the entire novice hurdle division is at his mercy. At his mercy, I think he could run in either of, of any of the three novice hurdles at the Cheltenham Festival and win them. Wow, that's how good I think this lad is. Lots of people like the big breakaway who won this week. Yeah, understandable why. Yeah, don't think he's as quick as Envoy Allen. Mm. I don't think Envoy Allen will stay three miles. Andy Dufresne was disappointing last weekend. Do you? Is, is the bubble burst with him? Or was he just beaten back, by a good uh, horse? No, back, back down in trip, beaten by a stronger stayer this early in his career. Wouldn't be a major. Look, you'd have liked to have seen him win. I don't think latest exhibition is a mug. I think he's probably going to end up being a potato race horse. I've backed him for the potato race. Have you? Yeah. I uh, think he's right up his street. I also think Big Breakaway had run in a potato race. Yeah. I think I would, he shapes to me like an out-and-out stayer. Uh, a good one, don't get me wrong, a very good one, but one who will see his best performances come over three miles. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking wild quality, isn't it? Well, he is, isn't he? Um, he could go champion hurdle route, but none, neither of us are a big fan of that. Um, he faces Fury Road. Fury Road is a very, very good horse. Come through the bumpers, won nicely on debut over hurdles, and uh, he's a horse that Gordon Elliott holds in high regard. Um, whether he'll run both of them, I don't know. But it certainly looks like Envoy Allen could absolutely dominate the novice hurdle division, doesn't he? In fact... In fact, we'll talk about her. Uh, I'll have my little treble, in fact. Stop me being worried. I'd include Champ, who's meant to run in the Dipper. Yeah. The on, Dipper. Uh, on New Year's Day. And we'll put... And we'll put Percy in there. That's it you can have, because yours, yours are all over the first... Well, we'll make a, lucky, make a lucky 15. We'll do a lucky 15 each. A, a Christmas lucky 15. Right. God. Uh, Benny de Dieu, wherever she turns up. Right. Uh, 
Presenting Percy in the Savills. Right. Champ. In the, the Dipper. dipper. And then Roy Allen at two to one on uh, <laughs> because I like being bold and confident. <laughs> right, so I'm going. Lost in translation, you'd never have guessed. King George. Welsh National, elegant escape. Uh, Ken Boy, Savills. My head in the Christmas hurdle. <laughs> and. Manila Indoor to win the three mile novice chase. That's my that's my that might pay decent. Five to two, um, two to one, five to one, two to one. So yeah, might pay not pay all right. Unlike your scummy short price, lucky fifteen. They all win. <laughs> right? Is is that everything, Lewis? Yeah, it is, mate. Yeah. Bump, yeah. Bumper episode for a special Christmas. We'll. we'll Going to take two, three, four weeks off. Um, we'll probably return when we come back well, to uni, which the studio's shut. Yeah, all the studios are shut where we record, and that that would be the main priority. We'll probably be back in around the twentieth of January, and that's when they all reopen back again. So that'll be what trials day. Yeah, Cheltenham trials day. Um, perfect timing. I wonder if the uni knew that. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, don't, thank you so much this year for all the support you've given us. Uh, the feedback has exceeded our expectations. Um, once again, phenomenal. Um, Changed our lives, bro. It has, really. It really has. It, it's, it actually has. It's been great, and hopefully we can continue bringing you more podcasts and great content. Um, great content, he says. Great content. As we tip every favourite between us. <laughs> And lost in translation, get beat by Sir. And Shefty's Obo wins at 25 to 1. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, James underscore Watson 98, LTR Racing for Lewis. Um, follow the podcast, uh, give us a listen, share with your friends and mates, and Merry Christmas, Lewis. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Paul. Have a good Christmas. See you later. Bye.